Hi, welcome back to Speak Like a CEO. Today we're asking ourselves, why are modern companies gravitating towards co-working environments? Our answer comes all the way from Tel Aviv with an episode featuring Dan Zakai, CEO and co-founder of Mindspace. Mindspace offers inspiring international co-working spaces that aim to serve as a platform for flexibility, efficiency, and both social and professional interaction. On today's episode, Dan gives us an insider look into the dynamic world of co-working and the secret behind creating an environment that fosters communication and that helps companies retain the best talent in their industries. How do you offer a boutique atmosphere when you're operating in seven countries and 13 cities? What does work-life balance look like in Israel? Where did the shift from corner cubicle to open seating come from? Dan answers all these questions and more. Dan strongly believes that communicating your company's ambitions and achievements is one of the keys to a successful brand. So if you want to improve your productivity and get into a better mind space, do like Dan says, be prepared, come ready, and enjoy today's episode. The thing that I was really fascinated by, and it always have been, is Finally, technology did something. Wondering what would be the single most valuable piece of advice you'd give us? Because we found what we loved to do. And we read people with passion can change the world for the better. That's what we believe. Well, you know what they say, when it's cold in Berlin, go to sunny Tel Aviv. And that's exactly what the Speak Like a CEO team has done this week. And on today's podcast, we are joined by Dan Zakai, who is the CEO and co-founder of Mindspace. Mindspace is a rapidly growing global provider of co-working spaces, and Dan is a serial entrepreneur. Prior to Mindspace, he founded G-System Solar Solutions, a solar energy company. Earlier, Dan also worked as an investment banker at Lehman Brothers and HSBC. He holds a BA in Law and Business Administration and an MBA. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you. Hi, Dan. Happy to be here. <laughs> and full disclosure, we are based at Mindspace in Berlin, so there's, there's an existing relationship, uh, but you know we, we enjoy that very much. So. Um, let, me, let me ask you some rapid-fire questions to start off with, if that's okay. Um, coffee or tea? Tea, definitely. Do you work better early in the morning or late at night? Both. What's the most used app on your phone? WhatsApp. Facebook or Twitter? Uh, Facebook. And one thing on your bucket list? Traveling, more. Any particular, For vacation. Yeah. Any particular destination? Wherever it's sunny. <laughs> That seems um, very telling since we are here in Tel Aviv and the winter is really not that cold. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to know, you started Mindspace back in what year exactly was it? 2014. How did that come about? Well, I was, um, I was, um, I just left my previous company, which I founded, G Systems. I uh, was actually looking into the next venture had a few ideas that I wanted to uh, consider. Then I came across uh, the co-working concept, which was just starting uh, to develop, to evolve, I would say. Uh, Actually, in Tel Aviv back then, there weren't too many co-working solutions. There were only what we call the the traditional old-school co-working spaces, which is nothing uh, even close to what we're doing today. Uh, So, you know, alongside a market research uh, probably healthy intuition and capabilities and also uh, the sexiness of this market, I just decided to just dive in and try it. Mm. I mean, you really hit a nerve here, but maybe for, for those who don't know Mindspace or yeah. you know, similar office spaces, um, what's the difference between the traditional office and co-working spaces and the Mindspace model? 
Well, I think uh, there are several differences. So first of all, Mindspace as a brand is, is, I would say, a global boutique brand. So, you know, we are present in seven countries and 13 cities at the moment, but we really try to have a kind of like a boutique atmosphere and, 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 and the level of service in each and every one of our location. And what I mean by uh, uh, a new breed of co-working spaces is the fact that we actually take this very seriously in terms of we try to provide the best work environment we can for all companies out there. Uh, so when we started back in 2014, it was mainly uh, small businesses, micro businesses, startup companies, freelancers, etc. But very early on, we've identified the fact that enterprises and SMBs would like to work in such an environment as well. So we have built a business in order to be able to cater for companies such as Microsoft and Samsung and the like, and not be limited to just small companies. So what happens today is when you walk into a Mindspace, whether you're a startup or a freelancer or a 500 employee company, you know you're going to get the, the best working uh, environment uh, in the business. And, and we are here you know, to, to provide with that experience and, and really changes uh, you know, depending on what type of company you are. But I think that the fundamental is the same. It's office as a service, and, and we do that, and we go beyond just providing the office space as is. We go towards you know, providing community services, operational services to the companies, and just building a whole new vibe that you know, otherwise would have been very difficult for every company to, to, to create. That's suddenly impressive. And I actually read that I think by the end of 2019, there will be something like 21,000 co-working spaces worldwide. Why do you think this is so important to the modern company to be in such an environment like this? Well, I think any modern company realize that the biggest asset that they have is their talent, is the people that work for them. And, and if you understand that, and if you understand that talent today is looking for something else than it was looking for 10 or 20 years ago, talent today wants to... Uh, live and work in a different environment, in a creative environment, in an environment that fosters for creativity and communication with one another. And, uh, and, and, and talent, uh, you know, just want to get more than they, their day-to-day. -day. So if you want to attract and retain the best talent in the industry, you know you need to keep up with what's going on and therefore provide the best work inspire, uh, 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 environment you can. Uh, you know, on top of that, there are the obvious issues such as flexibility. In the past, companies used to plan ahead 5, 10, 20 years, you know, and therefore taking their office space. But today's uh, industry and, and, and work environment is much more intense, is much more dynamic, and, and the flexibility that we're capable to offer is something that is really a game changer for those companies and mm. essential uh, in every planning for every company. And you mentioned communications and how the setup fosters communications. And yes. But what exactly is it that makes communication possible? And have you is that based on studies or surveys, or how do you know that that's the best way to organize it? Well, first of all, you know, I've I've been in this business for the past five years, so as you can imagine, I've been speaking uh, and uh, with with hundreds of people and exposed to data from from all across the board. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, and you guys work from, from a mind space in Berlin, unlike in the past where people were looking for that corner office or for that very specific thing, you know, which back then was, was very important for them, uh, in today's 
uh, work environment, it's, it's, it's important for people to communicate with one another. So you spend most of your time at work. And if you do that, you know, you want to meet more people, you want to exchange ideas. Today's companies are far more innovative. They want to be exposed to more people, to more ideas. And in a work environment, such as in Mindspace, you get exposed to that. You get exposed to that because the layout of the floor, the glass walls between the offices really allow for people to see one another and to start interacting with one another. The lounges that we have, which are the communal spaces in every one of our location, is also something physical that allows for that. But beyond that, and as you guys know, we have a community management team in each and every one of our locations. Uh, the team's uh, responsibility is to actually know the members, know what they're doing, know what they're looking for, and to try and create that engagement between the members and, and to find a way for the members to cooperate or just you know to find new friends and socialize with. So you know we view ourselves as a platform, as a platform for companies to get the most flexible work environment and most efficient work environment, but also for the last employee of that company uh, to interact with other people. And this is the community part of, of, of our activity. Mm. And it seems to be that, I guess, the difference between kind of the closed offices where you can go and, you know, work uh, privately and silently and the balance with the open spaces where you can, you know, um, engage in conversations with people that maybe you don't necessarily work with, but are obviously they're in a similar work environment to you really like facilitates this communication, correct? Yes, definitely. And it's not just that. As, as I was saying, it's not just the physical space. It's about the activities that we do in the space. So, you know, um, every day there is something happening in Mindspace so that, you know, so, so that the, the vast majority of members that work in our spaces are going to find something that is appealing and interesting and useful for them. So, you know, it could be uh, people meeting just at, at, at the communal spaces, as you said, but it could be around some activities that are happening in the space. So really, you know, I think the underlying uh, goal for us is, is to have people, uh, you know, engage with one another and doing things with one another, but not just because we want to create new partnerships, and those do happen in our spaces, but also because it's it's a way of life today. People want to, people wanna, you know, uh, besides the intense work that they're doing, they want to uh, maintain a work-life balance. And, and we're also focused on the life component mm. at the workspace as well. Do you think the business model will further um, you know, evolve? Some of your competitors are moving into other spaces, becoming more of a sort of business lifestyle brand. Uh, or do you see yourself you know, staying in the space you occupy right now and just growing that? Well, the business has evolved over the past five years into many directions many directions also to Mindspace geographically but also you know new lines of businesses new types of, of members that are coming in the core of what we do is the work environment you know other companies are going towards uh, the co-living section for example Mindspace is highly focused on the work environment uh, sector but there's a lot to do in that sector and the company keeps on uh, evolving and trying to find the optimal way to deliver you know excellent product Let's talk about work-life balance for a second. Um, what is that like here in Tel Aviv, and do you think it's different to the rest of the world? I don't think it's different. I think that if we speak about the Mindspace members, the typical Mindspace members, I think you know they're behaving rather similar in, in, in all of our cities. Of course, there are differences. 
But I think that in terms of work-life balances, again, you can see uh, you know, a wide range of, of individuals and companies that are operating uh, you know, differently. I think that what we do see uh, at, at Mindspace locations is highly ambitious companies, highly ambitious entrepreneurs. Uh, and, 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 you know, work-life balance is a, is a thing. But while in the past, work-life balance meant that, you know, you can leave work at, at an early hour in order to be with your family or friends, then today at Mindspace, we make it possible for you to have a work-life balance while you're still at Mindspace. So, and that happens with all the uh, activities that we do here, whether it's wellness or food-related or content or, you know, whatever. So we really allow for that work-life balance to happen without actually leaving your work environment. Mm. Well, what struck us that not just Mindspace, but many other companies in the sector, many other sectors um, are from Israel, from Tel Aviv in particular. Um, what do you think is it about Israeli innovative culture and entrepreneurship that uh, puts you on the map globally? Well, I think, uh, you know, there are books written about that. I think that there are a lot of uh, drivers uh, for why the entrepreneurship scene in Tel Aviv, in Israel, in general, is as strong as it is. I think it's a combination of, of background, you know, technological background coming from, from the army and universities uh, alongside the Israeli mentality, which is, you know, a, a can-do approach and, and sometimes, you know, not really fully considering the, the risk involved. Uh, so I think it really gives uh, a boost. I think, uh, you know, especially you can feel it, especially in Tel Aviv, a lot of great entrepreneurs, a lot of great companies coming out of, of Tel Aviv. Uh, and again, like I said, we can, we can go on and on about that for hours. Uh, and as in regards to the co-working uh, business, I, 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 you know, there are a lot of co-working operators in Tel Aviv, but there are a lot of co-working operators in Berlin. So I don't think that there is something, you know, uh, different about the co-working industry than any other industry. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. But I think some for some reason, um, the Mindspace model, for example, maybe with this kind of entrepreneurial spirit coming from Israel, um, places a higher importance on also building like the culture and the community. And maybe that's what makes the difference. It could be. I mean, what... I think that, you know, community and and, and what we do here probably comes natural uh, to people from mm-hmm. Israel, to people from Tel Aviv. Uh, Israel, in general, is, is a small country. People know each other, and, and specifically the ecosystem, the tech ecosystem, is highly supportive, is highly uh, engaged in, in helping one another. So I think, you know, for us coming from here, uh, it's prob- it probably made things easier and more clear that this is how the work environment should behave. And, and we're you know, we're taking it forward on how we run our spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about um, Mindspace, the company, a little bit. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've grown it immensely over the last four or five years, um, which means you um, were successful in convincing investors, but also obviously companies to come and, and you know, um, move in here. How, do you, how, do you, how did you do that, especially on the investor side? Because you, you've obviously raised a lot of money um, to, to grow the company that quickly. Yeah, I think that, you know, unlike many other businesses, probably tech businesses, where you need to sell a dream that, you know, is sometimes hard to define or hard to grasp on, 
I think what we do is pretty straightforward, and 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 therefore I think that in order to convince uh, customers to join us or to convince investors to believe in us, we have to be really, really great at what we do, great at execution. So, uh, you know, whether it's building the best and most beautiful space possible, uh, you know, at that time in Berlin when we came in and, and, and no one really knew about the brand. So we really had to pay a lot of attention to details on how we're going to execute and, and what is the story that we're going to tell. So, but... At the same time, I think it was always backed by a high level of professionality on how we do things. And I think, you know, this is the underlying um, standard that uh, pushes Mindspace in everything we do is really to do uh, the best thing we can. Uh, and, and same goes, you know, to how you communicate the company's uh, ambitions and, 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 and success over the years to investors. So uh, it's really about the track record. It's about telling the story uh, in a structured way, understanding where the market is headed, showing that uh, in every turn that the market has had over the past few years, we were at the right place to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. And what is your, I guess, your best advice for executing in a way that convinces investors and everyone, all the stakeholders involved in the company? I think, first of all, you really need to be knowledgeable about what you do. So you can't be caught off guard not knowing uh, what's happening in the industry, what's happening with your business. You need to be very confident about what you do and, and have you know the track record to show for it, at least to show for some of it in the past. This is how we do things. Uh, you know, Some might do it in another way, but it really is about selling the story, and this story should be as close to reality as possible, and this is what we try to, de to deliver. Mm. And was there any particular argument that convinced investors? Is it the growth story, or is it the sort of right, right time, right place story? Well, it was, it's always, and it, it's always been a different story. So it really depends on where the company's at, you know, at, at a particular situation. So, you know, when we started Mindspace, um, so we first started as a self-funded company. So we actually built a space that you're sitting at right now, uh, you know, out of our own savings and bank loans, etc. And then we had something to show for. And then we came to investors, we showed them where the market is headed, where we believe the market is heading, and why are we the company to bet on and, 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 and to take forward. And so once you, once you have that proven track record, it could be small or it could be much bigger today, then that takes you further. And as long as the story is consistent, as long as the market is right, as long as you can show uh, you know, your capability to perform, then I believe that good things are coming mm -hmm. to you. That's incredible bootstrapping. Yeah. I'm very <laughs> impressed. We had someone on a few weeks ago who talked about they build their MVP with three euros, and I guess yours cost maybe a little bit more than yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're five years into, I guess, this adventure now that is Mindspace. How do you see your role as CEO playing out over the next few years? Yeah, so um, I can say that you know, over the past five years, we've built a product, we've built an infrastructure, meaning, um, you know, the management team and the team in general to help us scale and take the company to where we are today. Um, and, you know, my challenge as the CEO of this company is to figure out where the market is headed and, and to put my attention on the initiatives that help us 
get to the right place. The co-working market, like many other markets, but in particular, is extremely dynamic and is growing rapidly, but is also changing rapidly. And one of the biggest challenges is really, you know, to run a company that, you know, wants to grow fast, wants to be excellent on execution, but is also living, uh, you know, in, in a time and in an industry that is constantly changing. So it's really about planning ahead the strategy of the company where we want to take it. It's about fundraising. We are in a business that requires uh, significant capital to grow. Uh, so that's a second thing that um, I'll be focusing on, I'm focused on. Uh, and, and the third is, and you mentioned it before, there are various opportunities you know, for Mindspace to grow uh, into various segments and, and new territories. And this is something that, you know, as a CEO, I would be leading in the next five years. You have a fantastic team on the ground and they play a huge role, I think, in your success. How do you ensure that they are aware of the vision you just communicated and the trends in this fast-moving environment and, and sort of um, implement it on the ground? Yeah, I think, you know, there are two factors here that play a dominant role. Uh, the first one is transparency. We try to be transparent as the management of the company, uh, you know, for the whole company to understand where the company is going and what are the values of the company that we want to live upon and what are the messages that we want to deliver, you know, either to investors or customers, whoever is asking. So transparency... Uh, is 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 really key. The second thing you know that um, that that I came to realize over the years is this company culture, is the company DNA. You know, happily, MySpace is is we have roughly we have close to two hundred employees all over the world, and I can tell you with a high level of confidence we have excellent employees. You know, with a great DNA and culture that you know is very similar. Uh, you know, across the world. And this is something that is actually beautiful to see uh, because it took time and a lot of sweat to, 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 get, to get to. Uh, so now, you know, we know, I know at least, that when we are recruiting for a new team in Berlin or in London or whatever, then the, the, the system works right now as a company. So I know that whoever is making the decision on the new team member that will be joining the company already knows what it takes to be great at what they do. Mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, and, and I hope that you guys are feeling it in, in, in Berlin, but I think that it really translates to us having you know, excellent teams on the ground, uh, you know, delivering that same uh, coherent message and service to our members. That's really interesting yeah. to the idea that I guess your company culture, Mindspace, like facilitates, I guess, everybody else's company culture, right, within the Mindspace. And I would agree that it certainly is. Yeah, it, it definitely works in, in Berlin. How, how do you do that in practice? I mean, as a CEO, you, you know, that's, that's one of the roles of the leader to ensure that the company, company culture is, is alive and, and spreads throughout the company. Um, do, do you use digital tools? Do you go and, and talk to people? Do you bring them here once a year? How, how does it work in practice? Well, it um, really depends on the size of the company. The challenge, you know, changes. Uh, you know, if, if you're a 30 or 50 uh, people company or 200 spread across seven countries. So we use, you know, whatever means we can. So digital means, 
physical means, meaning we're flying people, you know, to Tel Aviv, or we fly out to the various locations to meet with the teams. I can share with you that every time I visit a site, every time I visit a location, I make sure to meet with the local team. We have this roundtable session with Q&As, and, you know, we do a deep dive on, on, on really, I would say, intimate issues, either uh, companies' issues or specific location issues. So we, I do that. The other senior management teams are doing the same. Uh, so this is just one example on how you keep that uh, um, discussion between uh, employees of the company. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that personal touch is absolutely necessary in 2019? I know there's a lot of arguments for and against you know, digital and remote working versus you know, in-person in the office at all times. I think Mindspace is all about this balancing between physical and digital. I mean, uh, in terms of, of the community, yeah, we have uh, a great app that, you know, communicates with the members, allows members to communicate between themselves. But, you know, there's not a replacement to that personal touch and personal interaction between the members and themselves, between us and the members. And it goes the same way, uh, you know, uh, in regards to the communication of, of the senior management team of a company to the last employee of the company. And, you know, we are still at the size where we can really be close to one another at the company. And I hope that, you know, we'll be able to create the processes, the right processes, the right infrastructure for us to keep on doing that because I really do think it's priceless. Now, it really depends. You know, there are things that, you know, could live in the digital world only and that's it. But I think that there are things that, you know, that just can't. It's not all about going balance. Yeah. All about balance. And looking forward, what's what's next for Mindspace? <laughs> well, um, I think uh, the co-working, you know, industry is uh, very fascinating. Uh, I think that uh, you know every year we see how the demand and how the awareness for co-working or office as a service, as we sometimes call it, is just growing. Uh, and there are more companies and more potential customers who realize, who understand that this is the future of, of the real estate office market, and which is a huge market. And the potential, the, 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 the challenge for us is really to identify the right potential for Mindspace, to find the right niche for Mindspace, and to just execute on a very high level. Because, uh, you know, the growth of this market is, you know, is... is um, I don't think that it's, it's, um, that there's any dispute around the potential of this market and that it's the right model for people to acquire real estate, commercial real estate. And, and you know, there, there are research supporting uh, that this market is going to grow from 2% out of the entire office market to 30% in just 10 years. So even if I'm way wrong here and the research is way wrong, uh, it is still a market that is growing almost exponentially. So, uh, you know, Mindspace right now is in a great position as one of the top players in the industry to take advantage of where the market is headed and, and exciting times are ahead of us. That's so you, so, so crazy. <laughs> um, but even I'm just like thinking, you know, we came from Berlin to Tel Aviv for 10 days and how easy it's been that we have basically our office from home but you know in a completely different part of the world um, it makes it so easy to to do business on a global level when it's like that yeah yeah I mean we hear that you know 
easiness factor uh, all across. So, you know, it, it started as, again, something for smaller companies. But today, you know, a company of hundreds of employees, you know, for them to be dealing with finding a new office, doing construction, and then making sure that they create uh, a good work environment is a highly challenging task. Uh, and we take all of that away, and it's something that is very big for a lot of companies out there. And as time goes by, we're just be, we're just getting better on providing a better work experience because this is what we focus on. This is what we do every day for a living, actually. While other companies, you know, every time a company builds a new office, every time a new company grows and scales, they need to figure out how to do that for themselves. And it's very important for employee satisfaction, as we mentioned before, getting that talent, you know, this, this, is, this is our business. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And is there, uh, in terms of communications, is there one piece of advice you would like to give to people? Well, you know, there are various forms of communication, um, different situation. I think that uh, what helps me in, in, in certain situations is come ready. Um, understand who your audience is, whether it's one employee that you want to get a message to or the entire company or a room full of investors Understand, you know, exactly what is the message that you want to deliver. Come prepared to what the other side is thinking or might be thinking. And then just be true to yourself. Because if, if you know, um, if, if you're able to identify, um, you know, who's in the room, who's listening, who's speaking, uh, then it makes things a whole lot easier. So I would say just come prepared and, and be, um, you know, um, consistent. Some great advice. Before we let you go, last question. Uh, best restaurant in Tel Aviv. <laughs> Maybe slightly <Wow>. contentious. <laughs> Check out the Mindspace City Guide for Tel Aviv. Okay. There, there's a Not list giving of it few. away that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to episode 23 of Speak Like a CEO. Your hosts were Oliver Aus and Lena Carlson, editing by Ariane Coulomb. Remember to subscribe and to follow us everywhere at like a CEO underscore. See you next week. Bye.